If you're listening to the pre-show, you're very, very lucky. I am Patrick Martins, host of The Main Course. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. That's right, and Patrick said it right, and no one can say it better. That is right. You are on the Heritage Radio Network, and you are listening to Gunwash. It is 65 and over, Cat. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's actually, I wore a sweatshirt to work today, and we have got a lot to talk about, so please stay tuned. We've got nursing in the house. Gunwash is coming up next, baby. Let's do it. I'm not the supreme expert on cleaning guns, but I do know a little bit, and I'm just going to share my little tips and ideas with you. Actually, uh, this is. Remember last week we were talking about Yom Kippur. Yeah, Yom Kippur is uh, starting tomorrow. So, so are you going to be fasting? Me personally, yes, I will be fasting, but not because of Yom Kippur. Because I just I want to lose. You only weight. eat dirt. I only eat dirt, and there's no dirt available on Yom Kippur. <laughs> ba bang! Shouts to Big Steve. Shouts to whoever. Shout out to that kid that left that camera in my house. Yes. Well. Listen, tonight is a very special night. You know, listen. Okay. We had a very, very invigorating episode last week of Gunwash, and it was super, super important that we continue on the track and talk about current events that are important. Should we? I hope you all are atoning. Yes, we should. Yes, we should. Spliffington not exactly in tonight, but hopefully soon come, and we have music Nobody on gets that reference, huh? Soon come? Oh. Oh, this is Superman. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, I, don't, I, didn't, even, I didn't know the music. Yeah, I didn't know easy. the music. Sorry. But, this but, is when uh, he was carrying some, like, that chick. Carry! I'm carrying! The, the carry castle. I'm carrying the castle! You with the carry? Yes, I'm with the carry! And speaking of Carrie, our guests this week are very special. We have the one Justin Stroker, who is a returning guest, and very, very happy we are to see him. Welcome, Justin Stroker. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure no, to be here. No, it's a again. pleasure to have you. No, it's and a pleasure seeing to be here. you. Okay, let's argue about it for like an hour and a half. Perfect. And of course, we have his friend who he has kindly brought with him, uh, Anthony. Ferreira, who is here in studio and ready to talk with us tonight on Gunwash, and it is an important night. Anthony, for a number of reasons, welcome to the studio. You're the only one here. You're the only one here tonight that that doesn't know the atmosphere, but mm. you're but you're about to learn about it. I'm ready. Yeah, I Barbara hope Streisand you are. of sorts is I, very kind. Yeah, <laughs> very kind. Yeah, and listen, so. I'm from I'm from a Cunt, it's a personality yeah. change in the day. It's yeah. like being born with diabetes. Yeah. And speaking of diabetes, a lot of healthcare shit 
on the radar tonight. I am scared shitless, Anthony. I am scared shitless, Justin Armando. I know. Yeah, you're always scared. But if you're not, you should be because Ebola is happening right now. It's what, real. What it's is real. that? What is that? No, know, honestly, what is that? Would you just call it Ebola? Ebola. Ebola. I'll cut the shit. It sounds I, like an ethnic girl's name. I, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't really Ebola. know. All I know is there was, there was a lot of talk in the 90s about it, you know, in Africa and this mm-hmm. and that. And now, uh, listen, Europe and then America. And apparently there is a confirmed Ebola virus going on in America. Now, at least one. Three, three confirmed cases now. Three confirmed cases. Three confirmed. So, and 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 this is um this is groundbreaking. Am I right? Uh, yeah, in a way, it is uh, extremely unique now uh, because uh, it used to be a very isolated situation in underdeveloped nations. So now that it's made an appearance here in America, everybody's really uh, up in arms about it. Interesting, underdeveloped nations were suffering, and now it comes to America. Very interesting. Uh, Anthony Ferreira and, of course, Justin Stroker will touch on that in this episode. Jerk off if you like big women. And so I shall, and we will be back in about... Five minutes. I hope. Yeah, Spliffington's too drunk, so it's here's okay. Ghost Spliffington. It's okay. We love it. We love it very much. You're on Gunwatch.com, 718-497-2128, our call-in numbers, and please do so. We'll be back in about five minutes. Thank you. This is Contessa Pluto, and I'm lonely, and I need a man, but at the end of the day, I want the Gun Wash Radio, so you're listening to Gun Wash Radio.
this is Armin. I 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 this is Armin. Live from Roberta's. So you whose mic is he gonna use? Can you believe can you believe that Armin can you believe that the one Armin and and listen, when I say worldwide, I go everywhere. Armin Dillion. Worldwide, if I say the name Armin, Airboat. people immediately know what I'm talking about. Airboat. It's very strange, very strange to me. And, and it's, it's interesting that Armin has decided to join us this evening because he is wearing a shirt that has the serpentine uh, Hippocratic icon on it. And we are, of course, uh, happy to have him in studio. Welcome to Gunwash. Thank you for tuning in, Armin. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, we're, you are very, very welcome. We're all, it's always a pleasure to we, see you. you. You had us, basically. We didn't really have you. you we, yeah, you, you, you've Armin's taken tr- over. Armin's trying to take my headphones. You see, yeah. he literally started taking over. He's just I can see his legs, are, his legs are shaking like he wants to speak uh, to someone. He came in and he was like, let me get a slice of that now. The yeah. Of the, show? the meaning of the show tonight, we're talking about health care, and oh, it is no. something that is very, very, very important. I'm about to if sneeze have, on Armin. If you have just tuned in, we I are indeed on Gunwash, and we are... Are listening, Armin is live in Achoo. studio, and it is rare that we get to see him. But Achoo. even rarer, even more rare, Very is when rare. we get to see Mr. Justin Stroker and now our our new friend Anthony Ferreira. Both, oh, excuse me, his name One is of, Webb. We gotta just call him Webb. Okay, yeah, so you're established that as Webb. So you're so you're so Webb. your name is Webb, and you prefer that I call you Webb. Is that the case? Yeah, I okay. was uh, born with syndactyly, and it's carried over to this day. What is syndactyly? Uh, syndactyly is a uh, you got web feet like a derivative of polydactyly, which ah, is if you were to have a uh, extra digit. Yes, uh, which I fortunately do not have. I have the uh, isomer really uh, genetically, which is syndactyly, and it's just extra skin between my fingers you know it's interesting because my father used to say you know listen if you have polydactyly it's something that could be socially interesting in other words uh, if i had a sixth finger or if i had a sixth toe toe no of course not well, you do have six sixth. fingers right do i it would be 10 yeah oh not, right. um, no you know what i mean no, on my hand i have five right in a so uh, you have webbed feet, in other words, in a sense. No, no, I got lucky in the feet department. Feet are uh, clean. Let me but, see your hands. All right, you look beautiful to me. Oh, shit. I can't oh. tell. I oh wow, you have webbed. Oh wow, you're beautiful. Oh my god. Oh my god, I never seen some shit on Gunwash like this before. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. You should put that on the Gunwash Insta. This should be the cover. Your hands are beautiful. Can Armin I say wants something a to you? Picture. Can I say something to you? Your hands are beautiful. Oh, Anthony. I appreciate that. Web, excuse me. <laughs> And, his, and your whole life they called you Webb because your because your hands they did and there's that one joint that are that's a little bit webbed. Don't let Armin exploit you, unless it's going to be a cover for the show. Germs There's the cover right there. Yeah. So, um, and it's funny that Jack said germs because that was that old book that Armin oh made. Armin, can you not disrupt my show, please? Thank you. No, that's great. Oh wow. Okay. So Anthony, excuse me, Webb, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. You have so graciously graciously accepted the invitation to come on Gunwash and talk about nursing and what at what an important time to come do so as you have brought your friend Stroker who by the way is not officially a nurse. You have pa- Stroker, you have passed your Yeah, I just graduated from a bachelor's. 
okay. program. You have graduated from a bachelor's program, and now you, congratulations. Attaboy, attaboy, congratulations. Attaboy. Armando, do you remember? Do you remember Armando when Stroker was not even uh, nursing was not even a twinkle in his yeah, eye? He was, he was jerking boobs, off. Dude. Yeah, he was nursing boobs. In other words, uh, Stroker. For those of you who don't remember, he is a longtime friend of the show and former guest. Jerk he, off if you like big women. Yes, Stroker. That's used, what he did. Yes, Stroker <laughs> used to be uh, the front man. And listen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't back step door man. Oh. I back door man. I listen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't step oh. to That's Stroker. He right. he intimidates me, uh, and uh, he was a formidable uh, uh, back door guy for a, or rather a uh, front desk guy for. If a I remember correctly, spot. a hand job spot. <laughs> but 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 uh, technically, well, I think I technically. Left. Yeah, he I actually I work at a sushi restaurant now, so I'm just swinging oh, so, a different type of fish. Oh, so you do- <laughs> wow, yeah, very very nice. So you, so you, so you no longer you're no longer working in the front of the uh, interesting. I'm uh, working nowhere around spot. there. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're working at a sushi spot, and that works out well with your uh, schedule as yeah, far as schedule. learning to be a nurse. Yeah, yeah, weekend gig. And you two, uh, of course, Webb and Stroker, have accepted the fact that you are. Um, well, Webb is a nurse, and Stroker is going to be a nurse. And as we know from our favorite movie, Meet the Parents, socially it can be a little strange to be a nurse uh, okay. if you are a man. Stroker was saying to me earlier in the – or rather before we went on that, um, oh, if you're a man, why aren't you a doctor? Why aren't you going to medical school? Why aren't you a doctor? And you two, why? Why, why? And and, and not the uh, Ben Stiller answer, but really why? I mean you could be a doctor if you can pass a nursing exam. I mean, you can pass a doctor exam. It's not like a dad. So it's a multifactorial reason why we decided to do it. Uh, The climate of medicine has changed uh, dramatically in the last 10 years. And what has happened is that the more procedures and the more actual doing of medicine has passed from medicine to nursing. Uh, we like more hands-on things. We like being actually involved in patient care, and we weren't really interested in the supervisory role that medicine is now playing in the field. So we wanted to actually be in the in the in the trenches in of, the uh, initiative. Yeah, so yeah. We wanted to like actually take part. So you know, it's interesting that Jack earlier was. We were talking about me and Jack Inslee were talking about you know how dreadful it would be to be a boss. You know, and I feel like you know I have a my my dad's the head of radiology at Morristown Memorial, and he's a boss, and that took him how whatever it took. But I could imagine that being sort of boring and not in the field. And you guys sort of seem to get a uh, how do you say a rise or an excitement out of being directly there with patients and that seems incredibly important to you and i think that that's admirable yeah that's exactly why we uh because we we were both very very good at school we we took school seriously from a from a young age and we could have uh yeah yeah Yeah. we were both pretty strong so you realize like you guys are like good grade guys and yeah yeah yeah. you sound surprised yeah no it's interesting that he's i just wasn't i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah no but uh we we could have went that pathway but we uh i don't know just a lot of things have changed for medicine, unfortunately. The, the compensation that they receive is really disproportionate to, to the responsibility that they have now. It's now a medical legal uh, war zone, really, that's like litigation happy. And nursing, thankfully, has been shielded from that. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that point in the direction of people heading into nursing these days. And so the social barriers of uh, being a male nurse no longer really, really really apply. I mean, you guys are doing what's right, and you're doing something, uh, a good service, and something that feels good, and pays well, and makes sense in the market in which you're in. Am yeah. I right or wrong? And the, uh, I mean, the scope of practice is really uh, expanding, uh, like, day by day, and um, 
the the opportunity for advancement is is so great being a male in a predominantly female uh, field still predominantly like, female yeah uh, we're maybe I think eleven percent is the latest statistic that's 11% low male and that's below twenty percent um, I mean that's that sounds low to pretty me pretty low yeah yeah but I mean I made the decision a little bit later in life and uh, so I went through a different kind of path than Webb did but I mean I just got a bachelor's in a year. And I'm going to be working, and then it's, you know, to go through medicine at this point in my life would have been a seven-year to 12 to however long endeavor, and it just didn't make sense. You know, and as someone who Plus is... Plus the debt, right? Like, the debt is, oh, well, is, is paralyzing. Like, Jack, we, listen, we, you, me, and Armando, and Odetta, we just, and Armin, too, we decided to be artists, and that means we live in yeah, debt. I so. still have, like, med school debt somehow. Yeah. You have med school debt? <laughs> No, I know what you mean. Yeah, but these guys, hundred G's. No, yeah. but listen, listen. Stop no, it. We, not kidding. I don't. I don't even. Really? If that's really really true, hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to give you some money tonight Dude, because that is crazy. serious. You know, I'll, I'll show you the receipts. I yeah 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 yeah. Sally yeah. May, baby. Jack, I owe Sally May money too, but you need a doctor if you nah, need someone hundred grand. I you need a mental. Do- you, and tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong. You need some. You're going to need like stress relief if you got a. Pay a hundred thousand dollars is going to take you twenty years, dude. We we should definitely have a whole another fucking topic on how atrocious and disproportionate the compensation versus cost of education is here. It's just frightening. And but, yet, uh, with the thing with medicine though, that that even discourages us even further is that you go through the four years and you're still making next to nothing in money for your entire residency, which is uh, protracted up to six years depending on what you want to do. And and you yourself, you've worked for. Uh, it seems as though you have a little bit of more of a formidable relationship with nursing. I mean, Stroker's a little bit new to it, but you've been doing trauma for like over five years. Yeah, yeah. I've been. Uh, I've got some pretty thorough exposure. So, in the what is working trauma? I have to ask because <laughs> most of most of the time when I'm talking to healthcare people, it's doctors, and I want to know what is it when you're working trauma. What exactly is it, uh, Mr. Webb? Wow. All right. So, unfortunately, in 2014. Uh, we live in an extremely violent area of the Northeast. It's not as bad as it was in, say, the 90s, but it's still excruciatingly bad. Uh, I've had experience in Manhattan all the way to lower Brooklyn, where I'll see on any given day upwards of five to ten stabbings, gunshots, stranglings, poisonings. It's just the, the thing I that never people, heard of poisonings yeah. before my The thing life, that people do to each that. other is just unfucking believable. So at you've time. seen people come in and say, I got poisoned. No, they're unconscious that somebody either observed it or participated in it and felt either remorse or, you know, you know there's been really bad stories. The one thing that, that uh, actually stands out in my mind is that this woman actually poisoned her husband and then ended up feeling horrible about it, brought him to the ER to try to resuscitate the guy, uh, ended up doing so, but she ended up getting arrested like seconds oh, wow. later. Uh, well, better for her at least that she could save the guy, uh, right? He lived? Yeah, yeah he okay, lived. Okay, so fair enough. He lived, and so he gets a little fucked up. But uh, Fairy tale uh, ending. Uh, uh, but, and you're saying that even we live uh, in a dangerous area. So, in fact, you deal with actually real stuff. People getting shot. People getting stabbed. People yeah, getting really, stabbed. really. Wow. And, when they, and when they poison uh, their, their, when they poison their pals, uh, what are they using to poison? Is there a pattern or is it all different stuff? No, this lady wasn't really too creative. She just took all of her Ambien that she had sequestered in her house and, like, crushed it up in his oatmeal or something. He was, like, an older guy and just she didn't want to deal with him anymore oh, and just started man. feeding him it. And Benzodiazepines are reversible with a medication called Flamizanil, so we were able to revive him. Um... 
But well, benzos you, are reversible. Yeah, they well, are. I got to get whatever you're reversing them with. I got to get some of that because <laughs> sometimes I take some of that. You know? Oh dear. Yeah. Benzos are important in life. Although I've heard uh, Webb that taking benzos can actually shrink your brain and make you not as smart. I don't know if this is propaganda. No, it's a, you get mental delay uh, and you get mental clouding. But in terms of like long-term residual effects of it, if you take it as it's prescribed, it's usually uh, the rather efficacy. safe. Yeah, it's good. Good. I'm going to keep taking it. In other words, benzos forever. <laughs> So I, I poisoned the well once. What is that? What are you? What are you saying? I don't understand. <laughs> this is a bad joke. Just Armin. What? What do you? What? 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 I was just wondering. Are there any male midwives? Yeah, interesting there question. Are very, very interesting question. Yeah, there are because I actually midwives. had to deal with a midwife. Yeah, he, and the birth of my son was like a home birth. Congratulations! It was, yeah, it was all oh yeah, congratulations! Thing. Thank you. It was all. It was a long time ago. Okay, my yeah. son's twelve now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and 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 you're saying Webb that there in fact that there are male midwives. Yeah, they are. But and, uh, with women issues, they're extremely sensitive with that, and a lot of them don't like. Males being involved in that area, but just like there's male OBGYNs, there's male midwives. You know, they they exist. It's just you know they're infrequent. An ever growing uh, healthcare uh, field, and also tons of different people getting into it. And we will of course learn the nooks and crannies and uh, other things of that uh, field of practice. When I was in the hospital last year for like a week. Um, there was a bunch of male nurses like taking care of me. Yeah, it's not un- it's not uncommon. Yeah, so what I was going to say before is that even in the amount of time of me coming to become educated and entering the field as now Justin is, that five six year difference is incredible. With how many different men are now getting into it, the the different breakdown in, that are that are in clinical exposures that rotate through the hospitals that I work at is crazy. It's like maybe even thirty percent, I would say, at this time. So, so yeah, in that short amount of time, there's been exponential growth and interest in in men getting into this area. A rapidly changing field, and important it is as the healthcare is changing, and we will certainly learn more about that when we come back. Can we you are believe on... Patrick Martin's just walked in. I know. I, I can't saw... believe you didn't say anything. I know. I I, I didn't want to blow his, voice. his spot. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say anything strange or weird. There goes Armando's watch. That means it's time. Oh my to god, we gotta music. go. Okay, goodbye. Unfortunately, no Splivington, but we are here. Seven one eight four nine seven two one two eight. Gunwatch.com. We will be back in about ten minutes or less. Less. The weaker system, we've got to change this system. The Babylon system, not good for me. Me, you'll like come again. The prophet rides again. Oh, yeah. Me, you'll like come again. Come again in a different name to set the captive free again. The prophet rise again. Be old, be old, I come again. Be old, be old, I come again. Hey! 
Gaza. Oh, how long, how long must we wait? Just a little bit longer. Man, can please have some faith?
for nobody you need to come up for nobody you just keep a motherfucking moving and move on so elegantly by our beautiful contessa uh former guest of gunwash and a close friend of the show with the cunt mafia uh throwback thursday on that drop thank you jack welcome to gunwash if you're just tuning in we are here with justin stroker and the one web uh of course, Armin is in studio. Is that and with Armando. two Bs? I don't know. Is that with two Bs? Yeah, multiple Bs. I guess multiple de- Bs, depending guess, on depending on how many ligaments, yes, uh, or how many digits rather. Talking about the field of nursing, and as we left off, we were talking about why and how so many. You must have a really, really big heart. Yeah, you must have a really big heart. You go in every day, as Stroker is about to learn how to do. And you care for people who may or may not be cooperative. And what is your daily experience, and how do you feel about it? I know that's a broad question, but... Yeah, you'd actually be amazed at how many different people uh, actually resent or don't want to participate in the care that's being rendered to them. I find that interesting. Why wouldn't they be cooperative? Uh, for a multitude of reasons. Either they're uh, either mentally not there because of different reasons like dementia or confusion or polypharmacy where you, they you don't really fucking trust doctors right They're yeah like, that's also you, another man. that's Fair another enough. reason is that there's a lot of distrust white coat syndrome a lot of white coat syndrome but I, I trust doctors oh, that's interesting though Armando that you're they in said a, white much, coat you're in a much syndrome. younger demographic though uh, for like older Americans or even worse which is uh, 
even more of a, an issue right now is the older immigrants, which are always resistant against normal Western medicine. I mean, a lot. Not always, but frequently they are. Yeah, but they show up, though, is the thing. They're usually dragged most of the time. Okay. Most skeptical. Skeptical. By People, the wives? Yeah, or family members that like don't want to let go of them, or they think that they're not acting right, or uh, unfortunately for me is respite care, which is the family gets tired of taking care of them, so they'll bring them to the hospital to drop them off. And what? And, and, and what is respite care? Respite care is what happens when uh, a family is the primary caretaker of an individual, and since it's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week experience, they'll either hit their limit where they just can't do a minute more. Uh, and then drop them off with a constellation of bogus symptoms that the patient is presenting with, according to them. Uh, so they'll get a million-dollar workup, CAT scans, everything uh, they could possibly imagine, just because the family is frustrated with uh, taking care of them, because and so, they're the sole purveyors of care. It's interesting because, you know, we, and not that I'm, listen, I'm just stating a fact here, but when someone comes into the office and they and they end up, having this respite care and they get a CAT scan and they get an MRI and they get a blood test, uh, blah, 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 blah. That's all goes unpaid for. We pay for it. You pay for it. I pay for it in a sense. Or am I wrong? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, charity care exists, but it's usually reserved for the destitute and the homeless. Uh, usually they'll be covered by uh, Medicare. Uh, Medicare. And, and what is, exactly uh, is Medicare? Medicare is an entitlement uh, that was started in 1976 as a safety net for people that once they are no longer able to work on their own would still be guaranteed at least uh, some standard of care uh, regardless of what's going on with them based off of uh, previous employment and being them uh, previously being a part of the working population. So I have that. Uh, you have uh, you, you might, better have you, Medicaid. you have uh, Medicaid. Uh, well, and now what's the difference? Because I always wondered about that because I don't really know. I get jobs and they just give me cards and I go. All right. And I get so my here's the here's a simple way of keeping it straight for you. And I do this to my nursing guys, everybody really. So Medicaid, it has the word aid in it, means that somebody that is destitute or somebody that's impoverished or really just financially, you know cash poor yeah that's what needs, i have needs needs aid so you'll receive medicaid interesting medicare Bless you, you. want to always care you, for your you elders medicare, you fucking sneeze you want to always care for your elders so then you receive medicare when you're old and that's, and that's it right. i see okay so medicare is for the older and medicaid is for younger people who probably could take care of themselves but choose uh, that they need <laughs> a hospital for uh, that and the landscape has changed uh quite a bit uh you guys are both involved in helping people at all different levels and you've decided that even though sometimes the payment can be weird and i mean you're, I mean, i'd imagine your schedule is unbelievable i mean like do you work like all night for a week and then not work or like, how does that how does that go? All right. So what happens with nursing is that uh, the scheduling is actually pretty consistent in way of that you'll know what you're what's expected to you uh, a month at a time. Interesting. So you'll know which days you're working. They'll either be three days on, two days off, or four days on, three days off. It depends on what's going on really mm. with and the hospital. It, and when it's your day, that's it. You're on, and that's it. You're there for twelve hours, and you're not even. You're not thinking of doing anything else for 12 hours. And how do you deal? How do you even have yeah. free time? I would feel like if you had free time, Armando, and you were on that kind of schedule, you would get off and not know even what to do with yourself. That's what I feel. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of people fall into that. I try to make 
productive use of my time but yeah it can be difficult because i don't work a normal monday through friday job like i'm off on weird times where other people are at work so but when you do three days on uh, what do you do when you get off besides sleep no, i usually sleep on that fourth day i'm uh, i'm unconscious for that fourth day usually and how do you stay up in all those days i don't understand i mean do you go is is there i mean at this point you're used to it. we all work you know sometimes we stay late da, da, mm-hmm. da, 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 but you're working like what do you you come in at noon and you no you on a day that's when you do night or does that not exist? You do day and night, and that's it. You come in at 9 a.m., you leave at 6 a.m. three days later. No, there's there's delegated uh, people. It's like uh, if you work nights, then you, they try to keep you on, so you only work nights. And if you work days, then they try to make sure that you're only working days. Just because your circadian rhythm would get so botched that you just you wouldn't, wouldn't even, do you wouldn't work. know what's up and what's down because it's just so, it's so crazy like that. My mom, when she used to be a nurse, she used to work from 3 in the afternoon to 11 at night. Like, for I don't even know for like years. Well, that's not a bad gig. Three yeah, it's pretty 11. good. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Well, now you guys got to share the schedule with other people. Shift. Yeah, it depends too because I mean, there's different clinics and you know some. some yeah, I'm speaking work, exclusively at, at the hospital. That's uh, tr- hospital for the most part in the, in the Northeast is on a 12 hour day, so that's that's how it is. If you're at a private practice, you could be nine to five Monday through Friday. Yeah, so true. there's if you're a school nurse, it's seven to three, whatever. Oh, school nurses? Like, what about that? Do you ever think about doing that? No? No. That's oh, stupid. Horrifying. Right? That's horrifying, right? Horrifying. You feel like that you feel like that would be a, it's like a halfway uh, job. That's that's like yeah. if you that's like if you can't you work take, full time. You won't take your job serious. You're like you're right. not allowed to do anything. Yeah. You're not allowed to do anything, yeah, right? Like if you have a, if you're a school nurse, say, and a kid comes in sick, you can't really do anything other than make them lay down, right? Lay down. Give them some tissues. It's about it. Yeah. You can't do anything, right? You um, can't. You can't even give them aspirin unless no. they have like a chronic illness, Wait, you like can't, diabetes you can't, or something like that. That's then, where they've already, where another physician has already given them a plan of care, right? In exactly. Effect. Mm-hmm. You can't even give them aspirin. You can't give them an Advil. You can't give them an Advil. Uh, no, most of the time you can't. Uh, there's a there's a lot of things that are in place because you don't know what could be going on. I, right. I mean, one of the biggest things is Ray's syndrome, which I love talking about for for people that are going through the educational process. A kid will present with just a, a viral syndrome, and if you give them aspirin, it it ends up being detrimental. You get a whole bunch of neurological complications from something like that. Just so, from aspirin. From aspirin. Yeah. Why? I don't understand. Uh, it, it actually interacts at, at the viral level with. Uh, I, yeah, the details yeah. are actually chemistry. yeah a lot a lot happens neurologically though I know that I know that the the after effects are pretty horrifying. And you guys have decided in the medical landscape as it's a it's a profession that's important and of course uh, we decided in our Western world that we're going to depend on healthcare and public healthcare and things of this nature and and Western medicine to make us feel better and hopefully function better. And you've decided in this particular landscape, whether it be the time or the place, that nursing may be better, in fact, than going through medical school and things of this, and maybe uh, the government has to do with that, or maybe it doesn't, or what is the situation that's going on? Uh, I don't like using the word better, because it's an individual choice. Like, there's, I have colleagues of mine that decided to get into medicine, uh, and many of them have enjoyed it so far, and then some of them really regret it. So it really, you have to take it on a case-by-case basis. Uh, Justin's situation, and I don't want to speak for him, but I, I encouraged him to pursue nursing over any other area in healthcare because I just have gained so much satisfaction and so much person, personal 
satisfaction from it. I just really love it. So even after the late nights and, and, and all this and all that, and it's a hard job and it's impossible and you're tired and you're fucking off. The, it's crazy, but you still feel good about it. You feel great. You feel okay about it. Yeah, I would say there isn't really anything that I could picture myself I feel good doing. for you. Like. You, you, oh, you really, you picture yourself as a nurse. And yeah, you, and yeah, you in, and, and I don't mean nurse. I mean, like, forget about doctor versus nurse. I mean, you, healthcare, you really feel that's what you want to do. I, I picture myself, and I am completely satisfied with what I'm doing at 26 years old in the high acuity area that I'm in, yeah. I never heard that in my life. I've never heard that in my entire life. Not once. Well, First time I ever heard it. That's yeah. awesome. I never heard that in my life. I never, that's crazy to me. Well, no, no, it's not crazy to me. It's crazy that I never heard it before. Because why shouldn't we be happy with what we're doing? What in society? I don't, I don't want to like give up the the goods here, but on my outline it says Obamacare. What has happened medically, in and politically, that has perhaps guided you towards this land of healthcare, specifically nursing? Can you comment on it? You want to take this one, or all right? So uh, with the passage of the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. Uh, and they're, two, they're, they're the same thing. In they are the same, one and the same thing. Okay. Yeah. They, the landscape of how people are paying for health care has changed. Uh, what that means for providers is that the compensation they would usually receive was usually fee for service, which is like the more procedures that they run or the more testing that they end up taking out per account or per patient, they're reimbursed for that. Uh, what Obama wanted to do, which in you know the global sense was a, a real genuine idea, was to take that model and contort it where I want to now have a preventative model where I reward physicians and I reward, uh, reward providers for not necessarily getting that CAT scan or not necessarily ordering that lipid panel. panel. Gun rush, you're on the air. Hey, uh, caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, Bob, I'm calling from Beth Page. Hey, Bob, how you doing Bob, there in Beth Page? On? What would you like to say to our gun wash listeners and guests? Uh, what was, uh, let me turn this down real quick. What would you say? Yeah, please turn down your radio, please. Yeah, 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 yeah just turn this down. What would you uh, like want, to say, Bob? Want... Yeah, go ahead, man. No, I'm asking you, Bob. What's All right, yeah, mind? I wanted to ask these fellows a, a little bit about Obamacare, because I, I, uh, I hear one of them talking about it right now. Okay, Bob, what, uh, what question you got? All right, yeah, so you guys touched briefly upon um, at both the uh, exorbitant costs of university education in America, and, uh, and some big news this week is Germany's re-socialization of college tuition, um, which, I mean, I see re-socialization because it was free until 2006, but now it's free again this week. Um, my question for the next is, is, like, Medicare is the largest insurer in the U.S., um, and administration costs are, are 3% uh, per patient or per the budget, uh, compared to 17% for private insurers. And presumably, uh, you know, profit motive is, is the sinkhole that all that money goes into. Uh, so why don't we just open up Medicare to everybody else? and solve this whole problem. I, uh, I uh, you, was a huge proponent of that. I think the single-payer system is the absolute solution to all of these different things. You can also have motivating factors of having preventative care as being the, the reins holder and put a 
put every provider on a barometer to see how they're actually functioning. And it's also cost effective because you're able to see exactly where all these costs are going because you're not stripping it between different resources where you're going to either all go go to your doctor's office for preventative care or primary care or you're going to go to the hospital for emergent or necessary care. I agree with that. I wish that I had more political clout to make that a possibility. Uh, if somebody comes to the table and will will you know bring that to the forefront, I absolutely would vote for them. So yeah, you have a good point. And luckily for us here on Gunwash, Bob, we have Mr. Webb, and he does have clout at this table. Great call, and, buddy. Yeah, very very good call. And we will guess what find, happens next. Yeah, the gun. Right. Hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it doesn't Sorry. happen in the emergency room. That was a quick one. And yeah. uh, listen, we are going. Hey, to before we go to break, let's do a real quick one, right? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. much does everybody pay for health care going around the table? Oh, I don't even know, dude. I you don't even pay for it, right? You get well, it, you? I, I, yeah, I pay, I pay for it, but it I don't comes know. out of his check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it comes, comes out, out of your check. check. Okay, yeah. Mondo, you got health care? Uh, no, I got, like, oh, what he said earlier, Medicare. Medicaid. Medicaid. Yeah. Medicaid. Yeah. And I got that because I You don't need air. I, I didn't have money for. So I'm the only one paying for for uh, Obamacare right now. Yeah, but you. But that's not. You're but paying for Obamacare. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, dude, boy. he's not. But Armando's not going to have that. I don't get, I don't get benefits. That. It works. Yeah, so. I don't. Ha- I'm only having that temporarily because, like, I, I, I'm, I'm in a city registered homeless, which was not true. But like, let me I tell you know. something. We're all going to have to pay that bill in a little bit. I pay two hundred and eleven dollars a month. What about the nurses in the room? But well, hold on pay? though. I, hold on a second, Jack. With those. $211 that you pay, that means you can walk into any hospital and, like... I get, get... the catastrophic care, so it's like I get wow. three visits a year, three checkups. I get an annual checkup for free. I don't mm-hmm. even know what I get. I get three additional visits a year. That means you can go to the dentist? That's no. it. Yeah, no, no I do. No. I have, but then really? They, yeah, I can go to the dentist, wow. but, the, but I go to the shitty That's dentist, fancy. and then they charge you when you go. It's like a copay thing. I got to pay like forty bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, but the forty is better than you know how much a dentist costs. That uh, shit is like five hundred dollars and stuff. Anyway, well, listen, interesting, interesting landscape. Well, One that I am. Listen, mystified by who doesn't who wants to go to the fucking doctor? It's terrible. I like but, going to the doctors. When I was in a hospital last year, like. They were really, really nice to me. Yeah, I know. I visited you. You looked Mondo very, very happy with, with blood coming out of your head. No, but you did look you did look happy, and I know like, I was in that exact room on that floor when I had that stomach You told issue. me that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, pretty yeah. crazy. Very interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Beth Israel is an interesting organization. Their emergency rooms are color-coded. I was in a I trauma. Good, I, was in right? a, I was even in the ER. I was in a trauma yeah, uh, well, place. Yeah, well, you fell off the building, so you got to... <laughs> blood trauma. Weird. Uh, So we've got a lot more trauma to learn about and things about the landscape that we want to ask. We will be back shortly. My name is Aaron, and Armando is here with Webb and Stroker. We're talking about the medical landscape from the nursing standpoint. Gunwash.com. Call-ins are 718-497-2128. Armin is in studio. We'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back, Spliffington. 
hearts and arrows. It is time for Field Trip High Power here on RadioLily.com. Guns up. For a wonderful time. <laughs> This is Odetta Best Hartman, and you're tuning into Gunwash Live. Get defeated. If you play in the north, we will tear you apart. So I 
You took a pizza making class, did you not, Aaron? Oh yeah, I forgot. To oh, talk about how how that so go? So we, we just like, yeah, good boss. <laughs> well, I'm back for my pizza making class. I did it specially for Harris Radio. Very, very invigorating. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, seriously, 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 seriously. You went on a date? No, I, I, uh, I, I did go, uh, one of the hosts, uh, one of our fellow hosts on the network has a, an all-pizza show. She's a, she's a, Her name's Talia, she's a grad student, she's from Canada, she's very, very, a lovely, lovely young lady. Was she hot? Uh, yeah, I'd say she's kind of a, kind of a cutie, kind of a cutie. Can um, I get deets? I mean, I could, I mean... On the pizza? <laughs> oh, okay. So listen. Did you fail? No, no, no. Was check it crispy? Out. No, check this out. I, uh, I wish, I wish the Brandon was here, the owner of Roberta's, because I made a pizza, Armando. In fact, I made three pizzas, Armando, that were so good that I could not believe that I made them. Really, Jack, was it cheesy, dude. Listen. So is this like, are you going to make pizzas now? This guy. Forget tattoos. We're making pizza. This guy. I know Talia said that, and by the way, we should get clips. I don't know, you know, it's funny because you know, it's we, way. Yeah, we'll, well get there. we had a fun Did time. You use the Zoom? No, she used the Zoom. She left the thing not on the whole time. I was like, you got to be that's crazy. Lame. Yeah, I was like, you got to be crazy. You're gonna edit this later, but anyway, that's how she does it. So I'm not gonna question her thing. So that's fine. Uh, this guy, Jack. And I know you must be um, – prejudice is the wrong word, but you work at Roberta's Pizza. It's a very famous pizza place. He appreciates Roberta's Pizza, this guy. But this guy, Mark, knows so much about pizza in a way that was overtaking. What does he do? Mark? What? Mark. This guy, Mark, who runs the pizza class. It's called Pizza School. It's on Grand Street and uh, – 
think of Essex, yeah, Grand in Essex. And <laughs> and um this guy told me everything about making a pizza. He told me about the tomato puree. He told me about the cheese, difference between cheeses, difference between doughs, using yeast. He taught me all about uh, sauce and why uh, tomato puree has uh, a single leaf of basil in it when it comes over. Basil. I got to tell you, I really I think to know about that. It has to do with taxes and food stuffs and shipping food stuffs around. And that's my dad one. is a, an Italian American, and when he makes the sauce, there's only just one leaf in there. You know, it's interesting. I don't know why, if on a t- an, an, an Italian level, if there's a reason for the one leaf of basil, but I can tell you that for tomato puree that comes from Italy. Mm-hmm. Or uh, other places abroad. The reason they put a leaf of basil in there is for taxation and shipping. Wow. It's because if you put a leaf of basil in there, it becomes a mixed food item or a, rather a prepared food item and changes the prices on, on shipping and taxation in that sense. Interesting. Uh, very, very interesting class. If you get the chance to go to I the I just can't school, believe you did this. I can't believe I did it either on such a week when I was so tired and overworked and also coming down from the flu. And I made four... Four pizzas and Unbelievable. I ate them all throughout the week and they were great. I didn't get sick from one of them. They were great. I made food for myself. It was great. Do you ate pizza every day? I ate pizza for three days straight oh and it was God. it was great. And I have to say, I Long-time really listeners must be shocked by this. Because, I, I mean, really and to think at Roberta's when have I ever gotten a pizza at Roberta's? Yeah. Like three <laughs> times. All right, this story's boring now. Yes, it is boring. Oh, but. Wow, I, I can't believe you ate that much pizza. I seriously cannot believe you it's ate all, that much It's all, I was, pizza. it was convenient for me to do at the time. It tasted good and microwaving is fun. I could teach you a lot about uh, convection ovens, but I will spare the audience at this time. Well, yeah, because right now we're going to talk about something a little bit different. We're going to talk about alternative medicine because earlier on the show. Ooh. ooh, yes, indeed. Because earlier, our friend Webb with two Bs mentioned that, and as you know, sometimes at a school. By the way, I'm sick. If you guys could hear that, the audience could probably hear that. I feel terrible. Like, I came out to work today, but, like, I didn't take any. Advils or any, uh, what is it, Moltrans or ibuprofen? Acetaminophen. Yeah, whatever those things are. You know, No symptom relief. And, like, I'm not into that. So I'm into, like, you know, alternative methods to, like, cure whatever's wrong with me. It could go from, like, Well, falling, like herbs and stuff? Like, let's say from falling, right? I'll probably, like, rub vapor rub. Not vapor rub, but probably, like, a leaf or something. Yeah, he's like Alex Seal. He you breaks a leaf off a tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he, he breaks his back and he puts tiger bomb like, on it. some grass. This will yeah, work. You know, like, earlier during the music break, I mentioned that, like, if I have a beard right now, so I would, like, chew an orange or a grapefruit and, like, not wash my face right after and just like leave all that citrus on my that's really did uh, you alternative <laughs> did you get that from like childhood is that something that you well I didn't have did a beer when or? I was a child well I mean but, but um no nice. I just I, I just figured I figured because, you popped out the womb with that thing no 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 I just figured because your face would get sticky and then that's all like citrus and that's probably like good for your skin that's natural you know? yeah so that's like especially with like fruit I remember like people were just 
like adding cucumbers to like whatever to like even water is kind of like a, an alternative way. You bring up a good point, dude. There's a, you know, I, I, I wonder about that sometimes. They sell all those supplements, the herbs and stuff, and it's like, you know, does it work? Yeah, I mean, not all of it is really uh, passed through the uh, the FDA, so we don't know if they really work. And uh, do, you think, some, do you think the FDA doesn't want to approve it because it will, like, fuck up the whole medicine? Big pharmacy? Yeah. Uh, the FDA doesn't want to approve that. it, A, because of big pharma, and B, because drugs make claims, and claims go to indications, and indications mean real, real-life health in America. Or pre- probably people are a bit... Lazy, not lazy, but they're just not into. They want instant relief. They don't understand the. They just uh, want to pop a pill, right? Exactly. They want to go with a brand name that they saw on TV, and that goes into um, a lot of consumers not really being educated enough to uh, take care of their own health. Um, all, as far as alternative medicine goes, there's actually a lot of um, a lot of things in uh, a lot of aspects of nursing that kind of try to focus in on that. There's um, uh, guided imagery, distraction techniques, and everything to uh, kind of help relieve pain mm. uh, before really going to that. Because re- medicating is not something you want to readily jump to. If you could do something to uh, maybe change their position or but do you placebo think, pills, do you think it's a mental thing that if you like think it's going to help you, it'll actually work? Uh, there's, there's definitely a. I mean, there's no actual like proven facts, but. Uh, like, for example, like, let's say, God forbid, I'm running and, like, I see some barbed wire and they like, just, like, slashes, like, my chest. Right? Yeah. Well, believing and, that you're and not we just bleeding is not going to stop you from bleeding. Yeah, you got to bleed out, man. You're going to have to get some kind of thing. You're going to have to get you some get kind of leeches, violator. Yeah, put on something. Put the leeches on your chest. Yeah, especially leeches. But, like, what if we just left, like, the liquor store, right? And I just grabbed the... Bacardi 151 or whatever and I just like splashed it on my chest will that work? That's not what a nurse would suggest. No, <laughs> obviously but like that's Yo, actually if we were in the woods and something were to happen to you oh, and I really had no other uh, antiseptic access I absolutely would use booze on your wound because Is that true? Is that true, Webb? Explain to me like absolutely. In, in, in your training you've, you've decided that it would if you needed to you would use an alcoholic uh, so item. So booze otherwise known as ethanol is in alcohol, and since alcohol has antiseptic properties because it essentially destroys the cell wall of bacteria because its pH is very low, that's the uh, go-to antiseptic. It was back in uh, Civil War time if uh, they ran out of you know normal soap modalities, you would go to alcohol. Yeah, it would be a last-ditch resort, and it's not preferable. Uh, but it definitely does have antiseptic properties. Yeah, just because it might be like coconut flavored or something, right? You know, but Webb, I That'll see. do it. You know, but Webb and also Stroker, you know, I see things about what uh, Armando was saying about, or rather, excuse me, Armando suggested and then Stroker talked about, uh, you know, there is there is a little bit of magic left in nursing. By that I mean distract, distraction techniques, making people... S- I like, that, I like that you use the word magic. I mean, I think all... Listen, I have to tell you something. I think all this stuff has a little bit of magic involved. Not yes. just medical. Anything that involves touching the human. Body. Because, Every time a nurse touches my hand, I feel a lot better. Yeah. So, why did you like that I said magic? Uh, just because you're right. Like, these are undocumented claims. Uh, it's it, it's impossibly difficult to try to document efficacy of guided 
imagery or music therapy, distraction therapy, all of these different things. You're that, saying it's impossible to measure it's, that. Yeah, it's impossible to quantify it, but people get a tremendous amount of relief from it, even more so than some uh, opioid analgesics for bone pain, which is just impossible to treat. And, you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of success with people reporting relief in, in which is normally a tremendously difficult type of pain to, uh, to cure or to, to abate with these non-traditional modalities. Can I ask you a question? Actually, I, I want to tell you a short story, all of you, uh, specifically the nurses in the room and the, the nurses to be, and then I'd like to ask a question. When I was a little kid, uh, eight, nine, something like this nature, I fell down on the bike and split the side of my lip right here. I can't remember which side. I think it's this one. Split it in half. Got to get sutures. Nothing super crazy, right? Uh, white meat opened up. This part's no longer connected to this part. Got to sew it up, right? I get to the hospital. I'm absolutely flipped out about... not only, Forget about people touching me, people putting th- things on me, tweezers, metal, reflective things, bibs. It's all freaking me out. Everything's freaking me out. My dad's a doctor, so we go in there, and he's putting me on the thing. I'm crying in a way that's embarrassing to talk about now, but I will because I'm around hey, I still medical cry. staff. It's okay, but yes, it's okay to cry, but I'm around medical staff, so especially now I feel okay talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm fl- I'm flipping. I'm, I'm flipping out. I'm like flipping out. Like they're they have to sew my lip up, and I'm flipping out like I'm in a real way. Nine years old. No, I'm flailing. I'm like I'm flailing around, hard to deal with. You know, luckily I'm not a strong man who can. <laughs> if I was flailing, would hurt someone. I'm a kid. The lady says, oh, I got something to show you. Put your arm right here. And I'm like, ah, okay. And I put my arm right there. And she says, okay, now put your arm right here. Put your other arm right here. Before I know it, I'm handcuffed in a pillowcase. I'm, I'm ha- like, in other, wow. in, in other, in other words, and yeah, I didn't, re- I didn't realize what she was doing to me. In other words, she was a very good nurse, and I know, and I was... I was I was arm cuffed mm-hmm. in, a, in a pillowcase. You were restrained. Wow. I was restrained in a pillowcase. Yeah, and they and 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 then screaming and and I you know gave in and and they they sutured my lip up, which you know isn't the biggest fucking deal in the world. I mean they it's not. I mean like I know people that have sewn their own lips up that aren't nurses or doctors. Strangeland. Do you ever uh, see that cover? D. Uh, Snyder. I I I haven't, but. D. Snyder still haunts my cer- dreams. Certainly, a hero. I'm sure that uh, if if you, uh, Webb or Stroker, were in a case where you needed 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 to sew yourself up, I bet you I bet you you could do it. Uh, I, I suspect you could. Could you or could you not? Uh, I had a soul so like a hole in my pants before. That's, that's I know. I mean your skin. I mean your skin. Huh? Is that the question you have? No, no, that's not the question I have. But I, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Like, it is why is that? You didn't like that. I question? I think that's a good question. Well, no, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, like, and it's perfect to, if, for if, your if, ending of the story. If you, if you were in a place and it was really late and you sliced yourself and there was white meat and you had to and you and there was a first ki- first aid kit available. Come on, you could sew yourself up. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so too. Or yeah, me too. To no, there's no hospital. But there's in this we're, in, we're in we're on an island in in 
We're in strange land. In, in the, Canada. It's it's not uh, it's not usually in our scope of practice, so we we're not taught it in school. So you don't I, sew. We no, we're not, we don't sew. So, but the doctors will I sew. Can take care of doctors, PAs, NPs, they sew. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. But but I but Yikes. come on, if you did it, you if you would have to do it, I I see that you could. do I it. I mean, let's put it this way: they, he'd be better at it than we would be. Yeah, I mean, in a real way. I mean, right? I mean, really, like in a real, real way. Yes, you'd be better at than me. Just because of exposure, yes. Just you can you know how you try to seal like when you when you have no bags, you want to put a little bit of weed in like the cigarette like plastic and no. you just seal it with a lighter. No. Like, that's what I would do to my skin. <laughs> yeah, that's what he would. That would be my quartery, best guess. Quartery he, he would, is a real thing. He, he would fold. He would fold his skin over and melt it and close melt it. with the side exactly. of a lighter. Yeah, like a fucking. <laughs> you, you would skip the sutures. Go right for the quarter. Go right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So okay. So that being said, Webb. Yes, sir. I only ask you this because you have a little bit more experience than Stroker. What is your most memorable triage experience so far? So far. Tell uh, me in great it actually, detail. It actually happened uh, not too long ago uh, while this whole uh, police violence shooting each other activity was going on. Ah, I guess so it was recent like probably, events have probably affected. three weeks ago, right? Let's say, about. Uh so uh, you this tell me. 25-year-old uh, young man, African-American man, comes in. It's about with, your age. Yeah, dude. It was horrifying, man. He was riddled with gunshots. Really? In New York? Yeah, here, no, right in, here. In, right in Brooklyn. Wow. Uh, two in the chest. Can we say what hospital gut. you work at? Or no, I cannot. Okay, that's first, fine. First, that's absolutely fine. For safety reasons. Definitely Woodhull. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. My dad was born in the hospital you work in. That's cool. And it definitely was not Wood Hall. <laughs> yeah, I got a. I got a. Uh, Wait, no, continue you, though. Hey, continue. Yeah, yeah. Story. So anyway, uh, just the music I found very distracting. No, but sorry. Like if, if you're distracted by the music, we'll no, I, d- I didn't know if I was supposed to conclude the story or not. No, That's you're, all you're, I, oh, you're, yeah. spo- you're supposed. To, it's like a. How do you say a novella? Yeah, I thought it was like getting the light for yeah. radio. You know. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, he comes in, uh, unfortunately riddled with gunshots. Uh, very, very young. Unfortunately, young, young guy, man. It was heartbreaking. It really was. Like your age, Aaron. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was no, crying. Yeah. I bet. Oh yeah, dude, he was bawling like a child, man. He he knew that he was about to die, unfortunately. Uh, and just the the bullets where they happened to be placed, unfortunately, they didn't take him right away. He survived close to. F- I had him for a total time of four and a half hours, where under my direct care, I was able to to keep him alive and resuscitate him essentially. To so he was able to make it upstairs to surgery. It was. Uh, prolifically memorable for me because this isn't the first time that, it, that I've been exposed to gunshots like that. But what was even more moving about it was number one, he was my age, and then number two was that I worked so excruciatingly hard to make sure that everything was accounted for, that he was in th- the best care possible, and he still didn't make it because when he left my care and he was in transit in the elevator to get to the surgical suite, he ended up passing in the elevator. So, wow. but that's the, the thing. Uh, when you're riddled with bullets, what can Jesus you do, though? Christ. I mean, what? I mean, really? I mean, you you saw that you saw that he was he was hit in vital areas. In other words, yeah, multiple yeah, times. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the, the violence based on we don't know. Yeah, we, no we idea. Don't, no that's idea. heavy though. But yeah. you must have felt good that you got him to serve. Dude, like, I, when I when I was saying goodbye to him, like, because I, I wheeled him to the doors of the ER, I like held his hand and I was like, "You're gonna, you're you're all right. Like, we made it this far. Like, just hold on a little wow. bit longer." Yeah. And but he can't. 
Dude, he tried, man. Is that traumatic for you to see? Yeah, what do you... Yeah, yeah so this, yeah. this is the reason why, like, when you bring it up, I don't even have to think for more than four or five seconds as to what was the most memorable I know, experience. I you held the guy's Because hand. it's Clearly. like... I mean, it, like, was unbelievably difficult. Did, like, I can imagine. Does that visual haunt you? Uh, I mean, this is why I think people that are in this are really chosen or, you know... They get into it for a particular reason, really. Like, not to say that I was selected for it, but it's it just like you're, you have like, like a bigger picture about things. Yeah, I you guess. can deal with it. Yeah, you can, you can. I, I can like shoulder it, and I can take this burden so other people don't have to. <sighs> and it's you know. Let me let me. I want to ask you about this because I just read an article. Um, apparently, there were some doctors in uh, London who fucked up. Um, a, bir- a, ch- a childbirth, a delivery, okay. and now the kids got cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Going to need, you know, special attention, all this stuff. And they admitted it, and they said, "We fucked up. We are the reason that your daughter is cerebral palsy." Right. Which we, they should w- do, which is crazy. I just imagine like that's got a way on the doctor. And I mean, you're human. I make mistakes at work all the fucking time, dude. Brother. This is uh, one of the most exciting topics, and I'm glad it actually came up because it's changing in 2014 where the culture of care is to not point blame, but to really figure out where the systems failed because any mistakes that are made in a hospital in 2014 are not individual errors. They're systems failures. So, so you're following your oh, instruction sheet. And we're like, so far just ahead so, systematically that there we can are protocols lives. in place that say, like the second that a gunshot arrives, this, 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 this has to happen. It's a stepwise thing. It's a formula, A through F. Like you, you can't mess it up because you check it off as each thing goes down. And when things like that happen, and an actual provider takes the onus and says, "You know what? I made a mistake here at this particular moment." It it's critical for the development of other providers because now I know what that person did, and now that I won't do it because he made that mistake for me. Wow! Uh, what's going on right now, which is extremely exciting, it's called uh, foam. Is uh, like it's hashtag F O A M E D, and it's free open access medical education. Anything that I learn or anything that I come across that is uh, clinically significant or clinically high value, I'll put a tag on that because I want as many providers that I come across to possibly see it because. It's just dissemination of information where journals are not really looking for money or payouts anymore. They're just looking for coverage. They just want this information to be as widely available as possible. Mm. So uh, I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, Having a no-fault culture in medicine is absolutely critical for our advancement and development. And I'm really, really excited that uh, I can say that that's exactly where we're going. Me too. Because you have to understand, of course, that, you know, one of those faults, when you enter this profession, you got to know that one of those faults could fall on you. Yeah. I mean, there's very few professions that that our decision-making is really life and death. Life and death. And you're in that. You're in that. Listen to this tweet right here. Learning more about bedside ultrasound. No, oh, sorry. Learning more about bedside ultrasound prior to commencing night duty, thanks to Mike and Matt from the USS Podcast. Hashtag foam. Yeah, yeah exactly. See, so that's it. real as fuck. Right there. Things, uh, you're an educator right now, man. It's for real in a real way, me man. So much. Yeah, tonight. you're an educator in and a even real it, way. It, 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 it Here's another so one. Hold on. Saturday is going to be a very intoxicated day. Hashtag foam. No, yeah, well, I, don't what does that mean? I don't know about that. No, that's uh, it, you got to. It might be a foam party. Yikes! Yeah. Oh, yeah. foam! Oh, it is a foam party. There's a <laughs> great. You got to you got you to make sure that the uh, F O A M is capitalized. Uh, uh, we tried to separate that was good. It from that was the, good for the vibes, though. 
Yeah. Foam ED. Yeah, on a, on a lighter note, I remember uh, Stroker. Your first foam party? No, no. Stroker. <laughs> oh my God. I had this question for Stroker because he used to come from like a place where there was like mad kind of like dudes and chicks, you know, sex white parts. Like, you know, sexing? Sexing, sexing their mind. Do... Like people that are patients ever try to like flirt with you because like because you know. <laughs> you're hot, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course. Look at this yeah. guy. He's Listen, um, it's, go ahead. I sorry, sorry. I get the Superman thing a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I kind of yeah, bought well. into it, getting the glasses, and uh, uh, yeah, it it helps bedside. It helps you know people feel like they see a familiar face and. They see or, Superman or, uh, as an attractive a person. People are more prone to trust attractive people. That's interesting. Wow, someone's definitely going to think you're Superman one day. That's yeah. going to happen. And you're going to rip that shirt off and you're going to be <laughs> Superman. <laughs> What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever gone to the doctor for, Aaron? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, chlamydia. Oh, I got the best story for this one. Chlamydia, obviously. Chlamydia, I think, there you go. I, nice. I think, maybe. I guess chlamydia. I guess. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed. I'll be like, listen, my ass is on fire. I need your my ass help. ass is like, on fire. Yeah, like, I don't care, man. Like, I just need help. Nah, like, check this no up. matter what, I just need Yo, help. When I, was, uh, when I was like four or five, I still didn't speak yet. So my, and my leg, I was, my mom, I was like crying, though. My mom took me to the doctor. She's like, I don't know what's wrong with my son. He's like freaking out. Uh, my leg f- was like falling asleep. I was always like being weird. I was like folding my leg all the time. And my mom took me to the doctor because my leg was falling asleep. And, nice. I, and I couldn't even explain it to my mom. What about you, Jack? What about you? Oh, Jesus. Mine's pretty. I was like, this is embarrassing. I'll tell chlamydia. it, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I had a fake chlamydia thing. I went once and they were like, yeah, you definitely got chlamydia or something. You guys are like no, they said you have gonorrhea. You know, Here's like, the antibiotics yeah. or whatever. And then I got a call like a month later and they're like, we got your lab test back and you did not have gonorrhea. So oh, sorry about nice. that. Nice. But anyway, I was really young and I guess I had an ingrown pubic hair and I thought I had like the worst STD that was going to like my dick was going to fall but off. You were a kid. So I drove my no I was able to drive I was like 16 or something um and I drove a car to the ER and yeah, it was embarrassing. Obviously. Oh, they were like, what about the? You know what was embarrassing to me? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Five years ago, I got punched in the face and I had to get like eight stitches. And when I had to get eight stitches, there was a dude that was going to give me the the stitches. I was like, nah, I want that chick to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to like get someone else, and they did it. But it was like a big weird thing, and I had like all this you blood have in my that face. Right. You know, you absolutely have that right. Absolutely, yeah. yes, you do. You, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You yeah, care I forgot. Yeah, provider. Wow. yeah, because you, yeah, Jack, you never had like a like like a like a job where you had to fill out mad forms. Yeah, you can like choose like like I can choose if I want like a black male. If I want, wow. it's me. I could get that. Like I could say I want a black male, and that is. I'll it. request Web. You know? next time. Yeah, I will request <laughs> Web. Do, dude. Web. Um, Y'all went to the hospital once. I had a fishbone stuck in my throat. Oh, fishbone's actually a scary situation, man. Yo, you get wow. airway, airway, airway occlusion. It happens more frequently than you would think, man, actually. On Thanksgiving I, I a would lot. say that, like, in... Turkey bones. I would say it's probably happened to me eight times where, oh, a, pa- where a patient comes in and either it's... Oh, oh like an idiot. God. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they, really oh, like they come idiot. in and you really don't Why? know. Like, I mean... Fish bones, first of all, are pliable, so like they are mal- like extremely malleable. When you try to swallow them, like they'll actually contort to your windpipe, oh and they'll like sit. God. They'll sit right in it, like oh right in your like it, 
it essentially takes the shape of your cricoid and will just sit under there. Uh, and if you're not able to expectorate it on, on your own, you have to have uh, you have to have it you have to have it removed. Yeah. Oh my god. So you know what happened to me? I had to wait five hours in a emergency. But you're like, room. I had to wait five hours in an emergency room. No, no, no. It was weird because I like wouldn't feel it, and then I would feel it, oh and then I thought it'd be gone, god. and then it comes back. And I had to wait, and I waited for so, so long. And then this really hot Indian lady comes with a briefcase, and she opens it and takes out a camera that she put in my nose. And then with this camera, it, like, went down my throat. Yeah, bronchoscope. Yeah. Yes, a bronchoscope. By the way, I've heard I've heard via the <laughs> from the words I, I, I've heard I've heard via the the pharma waves that camera pills are soon on the horizon. Hopefully, Whoa. putting an end camera to, pills. Hopefully, putting an end to colonoscopies and things of this nature, making things more safe. Guys, I, I think that's a show. Well, right no, there. I have to ask one more question because I didn't get a chance to ask it, and I know Stroker yep. and Webb, there isn't much time to answer, but it's important, and maybe we will touch on it extra next week, and maybe get some help from you. Ebola is in America. Give us a small lowdown and a warning to our listeners. Wash your hands. That's it. Please, 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 please wash your hands. Number one uh, portal of infection is the fecal oral route, and it doesn't matter what you decide to pass, be it Ebola or cholera or whatever else you want to bring up uh, that's in non-industrialized areas that makes its way over to industrialized areas. It's from wiping your ass. Yeah, so be better. Wash your hands, people. Wash your hands. Can yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, avoid any friends, family members, partners that have traveled to West Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them, yeah, yeah, yeah Give yeah. them like a week, a week and a half before you decide to see them, see how they're feeling, and then you could keep, keep it local. Miserable. Also, don't go to the hand job spots. Okay, don't, great. Yeah. absolutely not. Avoid and bodily we know, fluids. Yes, and we know that Justin Stroker is no longer over near those spots, and he is safely under the wing of our pal Webb. I want to do drops before we leave, but an emotional set it has been. Stroker and Webb, can we please get drops? And I you know Armin hasn't been here in ages. We should get one, too. Oh, my God. Let's get 10 drops from yeah, Armin. Yeah. Do we know? Do we know? Do you, Webb, you know what a drop is? I, educate me. Okay. Basically, you just say, hey, my name is blah, 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 and I'm listening to Gunwash. And you can do it in any way you want. It's an open-ended sort of question. You just sort of, we give you, no one else talks. It's time for you to give your five seconds. So like seconds. this. Hey, this is Jackknife, and you're listening to a podcast by Aaron Ginsberg. Uh, yeah, like that. Like that. <laughs> Got it. And you're on now. Hey, this is Anthony Webb Ferrar, and you're listening to Gunwash. Classic. Very nice, very nice. And now Stroker, of course. Hey, it's Stroker. At it again here on Gunwash. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I like that one, I like that one yeah, too. Yeah, I like that one too. And Armin, I know it's been ages since you've been here. You only come here like once a year. What can we hear from you tonight, Armin? Special guest. Um, hi, this is Armin. What am I listening to right now? Sounds the same. <laughs> Sounds like the same one from like last year. Uh, well, listen, it has hi, my been name is Joe. Un- so- hi, I'm Joe Murray. Yeah, unbelievable show. Uh, Webb Germs. Germs, not available tonight. You guys are, uh, you guys are <laughs> obviously. We miss you. We Germs. do miss you very much. Uh, you guys are welcome to come Special back anytime you want. I had Germs. some other more moving questions to ask you, but out I won't, to West Babylon. I won't LP. fuck up the vibe out to all that of West much more this evening. Uh, out to the South Shore and yes, all sir. of Long Island and shouts to New Jersey. Is there any and, way that I could uh, just do one, one more thing? Because I feel like this is a. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all you, Please, man. What uh, do you want to say? This is incredibly important to me. Uh, 
if you guys can, if there's any legislature that comes to pass where you are called on to vote, I need you guys to please vote yes or be in full support of open access to Narcan. Uh, the heroin epidemic right now that's happening all throughout the tri-state area, especially in New York and, Man- and Manhattan and Brooklyn, is unbelievably intense right now, especially since I'm the, on the front lines of it. Uh, if somebody could just get access to that invaluable medication, you'll save a life. So please support it if you possibly can. Something Wait, for what? what? What's it for? Narcan is what reverses ho- uh, heroin or opiate. Oh. Uh, it's, like related Suboxone. it's like Suboxone and the other ones, right? So what they're doing now is uh, making sure that police officers and firemen have uh, nasal-administered Narcan. So if they come across somebody that is uh, agonal breathing or they just don't look right and they're able to administer it on the spot and save a whole bunch of repercussions of being right. anoxic and exactly. not getting air to the brain and all of In case, wow. yeah, because yeah, a, a police officer might say, oh, this is a fiend, let's put him through the process, when in fact they might just be under uh, a, a drug-related thing that, listen... We all get addicted to something in life. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, I, listen, I fully support Webb, and I think... Real journalism here tonight, Yeah, y'all. absolute real journalism. I thank you guys very, very much for thank coming. You, and uh, we will be back Stroker next week. And, and uh, make sure you go to gunwash.com. Late call-ins are 718-497-2128. Thank you very much Goodbye. to all my people involved. We will see you next week. Shouts to Rec Tech and Fun City Tattoo. Hurry home. <laughs> <laughs>